0: Over the last few episodes, we've established that the Federal Reserve must keep interest rates sufficiently low in order to keep the federal government solvent. We've also explored how this benefits multifamily owners because as the Fed expands credit, asset prices inflate, which increases the equity position of investors. The Fed's de facto goal may be to keep interest rates low in general, but there are times when rate hikes are necessary. The most recent example of this was over the last four years, when the Fed increased interest paid on excess reserves from late 2015 into the summer of 2019. As we've previously discussed, the interest paid on these excess reserves effectively sets the federal funds rate, which is the overnight interbank lending rate that serves as a benchmark for all short-term interest rates. Quantitative easing tapered in late 2014, and soon afterwards, banks started to deplete the excess reserves they had acquired since 2008. Therefore, in late 2015, the Fed gradually increased the interest rate paid on excess reserves to incentivize banks to keep more reserves at the Fed. The federal funds rate followed suit, rising from 0% in November 2015 to 2.4% in July 2019. The program was only modestly successful. Excess reserves fell from $2.7 trillion to $1.3 trillion by September 2019. But during this trough, the repurchase or repo market suddenly collapsed. Banks are subject to liquidity requirements and over the course of doing business, banks sometimes need a temporary injection of cash in order to meet these requirements this cash can be found at other banks who momentarily might have some to spare in return for collateral which is usually treasury bills A lending bank provides cash so that a borrowing bank can meet their liquidity obligations the hold period for these contracts is usually less than two weeks at which time the cash and collateral return to their original owners with the lending bank receiving a small amount of interest known as the Overnight Repo Rate, for agreeing to the transaction. Essentially, the repo market serves as a pawn shop for banks. In mid-September 2019, just as excess reserves fell to their lowest point since early 2011, the Overnight Repo Rate jumped from 2% to nearly 7% in a matter of days. This created an immediate problem for any banks needing instant liquidity. The sharp rise in the overnight repo rate may have revealed a suspicion that some banks looking to borrow were actually insolvent. In other words, lending banks were not sure they would receive their liquidity back at the end of the repo contract and therefore demanded interest rates to cover the perceived risk at a higher level. An even more alarming explanation is that there may not have been enough liquidity available in general and that the banking sector may have momentarily slipped into a liquidity crisis. Whatever the reason for the repo collapse, the Federal Reserve now faced a problem. If the overnight repo rate continued rising, banks trying to borrow could actually fail to meet their liquidity requirements, which might lead to a massive deleveraging event. An overnight bank failure reminiscent of Lehman Brothers in 2008 was not out of the question. To prevent this, The Fed injected new liquidity directly into the repo market, trading cash for collateral directly with the banks. This forced the repo rate down to 0% almost instantly before it stabilized back at 2%. Immediately following the repo market crisis, the Fed began buying treasury bills again and expanding its balance sheet for the first time in four years. Quantitative easing had returned. The crisis in the repo market gives us insight into the current state of the banking sector and monetary policy in general. Once the Fed stopped QE in late 2014, banks gradually reduced their excess reserves and began lending into the real economy. The Fed is somewhat restricted on how high it can allow interest rates to rise, because expanding Treasury bill rates puts pressure on the ability of the federal government to service its debt. In essence, The Fed was trapped. It needed to control the outflow of excess reserves, but it could not increase interest rates to unacceptable levels. The result was a draining of liquidity in the banking sector, which may have exposed underlying insolvency. The realization that the banking sector had a crisis while $1.3 trillion was still in excess reserves is a testament to how unwilling banks are to lend to each other in the current environment. While it is difficult to say for sure, the health of the banking system now seems entirely dependent on quantitative easing and the perpetual expansion of the monetary base. It bears remembering that all of this happened before the global pandemic struck the United States, which necessitated additional quantitative easing on top of what was needed at the end of the repo crisis. We've established in previous episodes how quantitative easing is a benefit to multifamily owners because more credit chasing a relatively fixed number of assets drives up the nominal valuation of those assets. Furthermore, credit expansion, interest rate suppression, and inflation all reduce the real cost of servicing debt, making assets purchased with debt, like multifamily properties, particularly compelling in the current monetary environment. The Federal Reserve engaged in a four-year hiatus from quantitative easing between 2015 and 2019. The result was an implosion of the overnight repo market and the exposure of systemic issues within the banking sector. Combined with the enormous fiscal burdens the United States will face in the wake of the global pandemic, quantitative easing may be with us indefinitely. Owners of real assets, especially those financed with debt, Will likely thrive over the long term we hope you enjoyed this episode of multifamily economics if you did please leave us a review on itunes which will increase our visibility and help us grow if you would like to discuss multifamily investing with me personally please go to the contact us page on our website darbyrosecapital.com thank you